0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out the River Community Church podcast. If you want more information about the church or things that are going on, you can visit therivercc.com, or you can check out our app at app.therivercc.com. Today's message comes from Pastor Steve Taboo.
1: Well, Happy New Year, everybody uh i wore my spring shirt in honor of january 1 being 77 degrees right for those watching online we had a heat wave here in cookville yesterday it was pretty crazy uh and i got kind of excited and then i got here this morning and somebody said well you do know it's supposed to snow tonight right that's the thing about cookville you don't like the weather today it's okay it'll be completely different tomorrow and uh we we kind of enjoy that uh I lived in California for nine years in a place where the, the literally the climate was the same year round for the most part. And I actually missed the crazy weather that we have here. So here I am. I'm back, right? So we uh we welcome you today. And I, I hope and pray that just like that video was talking about this journey, this journey of learning about this God of the Bible, that you'll join us on this journey in twenty twenty two. I really believe that this next year can be the greatest spiritual journey in your life because we're going to be reading through the Bible together. And each week as you read on Sunday mornings, whoever's preaching will be preaching on the text that you read over the last week. And then our life groups, many of our life groups will be discussing whatever we read over the last week. So if you want to understand the truths of the Bible, you want to understand what it says, then join with us on this 12-month journey. And whether you've been a Christian for 30 years or three days, uh, it can be one of the greatest journeys and one of the greatest spiritual journeys of your life. Now, we got a couple things to celebrate, not just the new year, but also a uh, for Christmas each year, we take up an offering, our Christmas offering that we give away to missions, and I was reading the uh, request that was given to us, and and our, our missions team was hoping and praying that we'd have 40,000 given, that we could disperse amongst these different missions organizations and and church planners that we have that we've sent out, and uh, we got the final tally last week, and once again, you guys just shock and amaze us, and it was sixty thousand one hundred and. or something. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? And then we as a church, we get to play Santa Claus and give that away to these missions groups that are serving the Lord all over the world, and it's just a fun gift. So thank you. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for giving and letting us make a difference in the world on that. Uh, I was kind of scrolling through some posts this last week and looking at all these New Year posts, and what are all the New Year posts about? Got to, got to join the gym, you got to start that new diet, you got to start this new new way of life. Some, some guy's advertising his, you know, 21 days of transformation physically, and uh, I would just say to you that don't neglect the spiritual. Obviously, you're not. You're here this morning, right? But the spiritual is what sets everything else in the right direction, And so my hope is that 2022 will be the year of spiritual uh, awakening and spiritual refreshment for everybody that's here today. And to do that, we've got to understand what what God teaches as his truth. Now, in John chapter 8, John 8, Jesus is speaking to the people, and he says, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, that's what we hope in 2022 for everybody, is that we will know the truth of God's word, and it will set us free. If you listen to the world, it has a lot of different perspectives of what life should be about. If you go through most of the Facebook things, the Snapchats, the Instagrams, the focus is on individual selves, what you can get, who you can become, unless you see someone posting Christian things, which then points us to who God is and how we can use that to love those around us, right? And so the challenge I feel in our community, and myself included, we went away on vacation right after Christmas and went away with my, my sister to Virginia and her family for a couple days. And the challenge is whenever we'd have a down moment, myself included, we would tend to go back to whatever we wanted to look at, whether it was memes about, you know, cars or crashes or whether it was those adventurous videos or whether it was the latest, greatest detective story, whatever it is, we would tend to go back because we've got so much right there in our hand that we can do, that we can enjoy the entertainment. And what happens is we begin to get all that in our minds, and we begin to filter truth through that reality instead of truth through the reality of God. And uh, Rick Warren, who wrote one of the best-selling books of all time, Purpose Driven Life, said this. He said, if you want to have a healthy mind, you must feed your mind on truth, not on junk or poison. And I would just say to you, this year, I want to challenge you to feed your mind on truth, the Word of God. Now, if you do that, though, you got to understand you're going to be going in direct opposite direction than what the world is going in right now. The world wants you to to filter everything through its reality. The world wants you to filter everything through what it teaches you as truth and tells you you can't even really know truth. There is no absolute truth for everyone. And as you, if you choose to live out truth in your life, and you tell people, yes, you believe in God, yes, you believe in creation, yes, you believe uh, in God's plan for marriage, yes, you believe in God's plan for righteousness, yes, you believe, and you're gonna live it out, as you believe that and you walk it out, you're gonna begin to see some, some people actually call you out and maybe mock you, maybe challenge you question your intelligence question your your thought and your character here's a quote from somebody he said in a time of deceit telling the truth is like a revolutionary act do you feel like it might be like a revolutionary act today to be telling the truth you know when that was written You ever heard of a book called 1984 by George Orwell? George Orwell penned that truth over 40 years ago. When you speak the truth, it may seem like a revolutionary act. The Word of God has stood the test of time for thousands of years and has wisdom and truth that speak into our lives every day. So over the next 12 months, the question is, are we going to receive it? Are we going to listen to it and let it impact us? Or are we going to treat it kind of like it's something we do for 15 minutes a day? I want to challenge you over the next 2022 to let the Word of God begin to be your filter that you filter everything through, okay? All right. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to start the sermon this morning. Lord, I just come before you this morning, and I need you, Lord, to speak through me Lord, your word is so amazing. I don't want to mess it up. You give us so much in just these first two days of readings, God. And I pray that our hearts would be open to what you'd say. And that we would receive your word as truth. And then we proclaim it to those around us. Pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you've got your listening guides, you can pull those out. Uh, questions that people ask. As I was reading through this part of Genesis, it jumped off the page to me that God takes these first couple of chapters and answers the big questions that we have about life. That he tackles it right from the beginning and the very first thing that he tackles is where did I come from? So people are still asking the question today, Where did I come from? Where did life start? And the answer is God created you. He created you and he created I. Now, I was doing some research and uh, pulled up an article in the American Scientist. Thought it was interesting. Says this. Says, as the frontiers of knowledge have advanced, scientists have resolved one creation question after another. We now have a pretty good understanding of the origin of the sun and the earth and cosmo- cosmologists, almost as cosmetologists, I don't think they have the answer to the beginning of the earth, but co- it's a long word. I mean, anyway, cosmologists can take us to within a fraction of a second of the beginning of the universe itself. We know how life, once it began, was able to proliferate and diversify until it filled and in many cases created every niche on the planet. Yet one of the most obvious big questions, how did life arise from inorganic matter, remains a great unknown. Interesting. Scientific journal. And then the article goes on to try to provide a hypothesis of where organic life came from and how it sparked out of inorganic life. If they just start with Genesis 1, verse 1, the answer's already been given for over 6,000 years. If you got your Bibles with us, you're going to read it with me. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Is that just too simple? It's almost like it's just too simple, isn't it? it? and because of that, I think we struggle as mankind with the simplicity of the fact that God created it. And each day he created what needed to be created. Boom, 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 boom. Now, what's interesting is the, as, as far back as this was written, how the order of creation is very detailed on how it would need to be for everything to survive and have life. That even though that book was not written by a scientist, people believe it was scripted by Moses, that even though that was who was the writer, he gives a scientific perspective of the order that creation would have had to have happened. Pretty amazing. But then as you look at it, you also realize it's a leap of faith. And that's why science can never answer this question. Because at some point, there's got to be a leap of faith, and God's got to be included in the equation because if you take the laws of science, which tell you that nothing can be created, everything that's been created is created. The matter doesn't create new matter. There are no new protons, neutrons, and electrons being created. Then you have to understand, well then all matter has always been. And we work inside these constructs that tell us, therefore, we can't create anything new. So where did it get created from in the first place? And we work inside this box because there are laws of science that are true. And we have to work inside those laws of science because it's where we are. But God can work outside of those laws of science. God can create, still today, can create something out of nothing. If he chose to, we could walk outside the doors and he could create a man and a woman out of the dirt at the River Community Church because he is God. He works outside of the laws of science. And he put inside you and I and every person I believe that walks this earth an understanding that that is truth. Here's why I say that. Hebrews uh, chapter three, verse four. It'll also be on your screen there. It says, for every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of every of everything. So this last week, uh, we went on vacation to Virginia with my sister, and and uh, we went to this place called the Caverns. It was Loray Caverns. Don't know if you've ever been there. It's a big deal, I guess, in Virginia, but we had to go through the backwoods to get there, and that was probably my favorite part of going to the Caverns myself was we drove by all these plantations that have been there for hundreds of years, like 1700s, and on each of these hills would be this massive house. It was beautiful, and uh, all around it, we were, we were amazed at, like, Seemed like miles of these white fences to keep in their horses or whatever it was they had. Beautiful places. Not once as I drove through that uh, beautiful scenery did I see a house, even though it was hundreds of years old, not once did I see a house and go, wow. It's amazing how that house evolved over hundreds of years. It's amazing how the the wood and the glass came together and the electrical wires came together to make a house. Now, I'm not making fun of anybody, I'm really not. I, I believe this is how God's wired us to think. He wired us to see something that was designed and to think in our minds there is a designer. He wired, he gave us that intelligence that when we see the uh, a bridge built across the river, We don't think, oh, accident, we think architect and engineer. Now, when I see a tree falling across a river, and I'm able to scamper across it, I think accident, right? Our our minds tell us that. Well, you need to understand that the creation we live in is so much more complicated than a house on a hill. The body that you and I have is so much more intricate than a house. My kids, they uh, they like to play airsoft when they're growing up, and that was all fun and games when they're. If you don't know what I'm talking about, they're little, little round pellets, and and uh, you shoot them, and they kind of hurt, kind of don't, and and so they started playing as kids, and it was all fine. We played around the house. I played with them. It was kind of you know stress relief for me shooting my kids with BBs. But anyway, they're 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 not painful. But uh, but then what happened was they started getting more high-powered rifles. And then I got shot in the lift one day with a shotgun and blessed, oh, man. And then as I, at the end of that day, realizing that not only did I get shot in the lift and it hurt, but I turned around and there were holes all in my vinyl siding where the kid was hiding around the corner. I realized this is a different day, right? Well, my point is this. That vinyl siding still has holes in it because I haven't fixed it. Because the vinyl siding does not repair itself. But my lip is repaired because God designed this body to do some self-healing. Pretty incredible, huh? That's how big God is. And yet we will look at a house and go, ah, nice architect job, nice builder. And But we'll have the audacity to look at a man and mankind and go, oh, must have evolved by accident over billions of years. Let me challenge you. It is intelligent to believe that every person has been designed. It is intelligent and wise to think this world is created. It is not foolish. It is wise because it is true. God's word proclaims it, and the Bible answers that first question. Where did I come from? In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Pretty amazing, huh? Think that's good? Let's go to number two. Why am I here? I was looking through some posts, and I was realizing, man, a lot of what people are asking is, why am I here? What am I going to do in 2022 that matters? What is the purpose of life? In Genesis 1, 27 and 28, we see the answer is that God wants a relationship with us. God wants us to understand this idea of love so much so that he made us in his image. Jesus taught us that God is love, and we are made in that image of love. It says, verse 27, 28, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed him and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So God created us in his image. That's in his essence, meaning we can love as God loves. We can forgive as God forgives. We can show mercy as God shows mercy. We can have relationships and connectivity and community as God has experienced them and does the same. Now that's a gift, guys, okay? Animals act on instincts and they're amazing creations, but we have the ability to think, to love, and to overcome our instincts that we have. We have the Holy Spirit that dwells within us and gives us the ability to make the right decision even when our flesh wants to go the opposite direction. And so, why are you here? God created you. What's your purpose? Your purpose is to have that relationship with God and with others. That's why our purpose is a church, loving God, loving people, impacting the world. It's really the same purpose for you and I in everyday life. Loving God, loving people, impacting the world. And that impact comes through telling other people that God is love and that we can find that love in him. Now, Sometimes we, sometimes we, I won't say overemphasize. We almost romanticize our relationship with God. And here's what I mean by that: a lot of our songs, and I I sing them and I mean them. But when we say, "Lord, you're all I want, you're all I need, you're my everything." not really. Can we be honest? We need people too. And God created us to need people. Matter of fact, when God created, if you go back through Genesis 1 and 2, in everything when he created, he said, it is good, 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 it is good. The one time God said it's not good, he said it's not good for man to be alone. I think the new taboo translation says he will live in a cave and watch cable TV all day without a woman. I joke about that, but we need each other. We need one another. And so it's, it's loving God and loving people. It's a both and, um, I got through at first service, uh, but, uh, lost one of my closest friends this morning. Uh, many of you know, Michael Bruno, uh, Tried to get the word out as much as we could, but at 1220 this morning, he he went to be with God uh, for all eternity. He was a, a deacon on staff at one time, had battled leukemia, and uh, he was his heart was failing him last night, and uh, we came in, and he was still able to talk and communicate with us. And last night, I was asking him, I said, Michael, I said, this is a... Uh, uh, we joked around about a lot of stuff, about fishing and good times we'd had, and and uh, he told me he was ready. He was so ready to go be with Jesus, he was tired of this broken body. So, Michael, what would you say, what matters right now? He said, well, Steve, the only thing that matters now is love. Having people that love around me in this moment and knowing that he had God who loved him and he... Had an eternity there. And we joked about his mansion being bigger than mine and, you know, whatever that looks like and whether God's going to put us on the same cul-de-sac or not. But Michael had total peace. And he went to be with the Lord this morning. And it's like I told him. I said, it's not goodbye, Michael. It's see you later. Because this life is short. Those of you who've had friends and family members that you loved, and that you sit on ahead of you to go be with Jesus? You know, you're, you're happy for them. I'm happy for Michael. Man, I woke up with a stinking weather change, my head's all exploding. I got a, somebody came and handed me a handkerchief to first service because I'm like struggling with all this snot. And, and uh, I'm thinking, yeah, Michael, you got out at the right time, buddy. <laughs> but we miss them, right? We miss the people we love. And let me tell you, people, what matters is love. Michael wasn't worried about, you know, truck, car, all this stuff, that stuff. Can't take it with you. And yet the world is trying to sell us on more accolades, more position, more prominence, cooler this, better that, new and improve this, new and improve that. At the end of the day, God created us for relationship and love. He told us that in the beginning, and Jesus affirmed it in his walk. Matthew 22, 36 to 40. I thought it just fitting that we launched the new year, reminding us of Christ's perspective on it. When he was asked, what's the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love God, love people. What's amazing to me God makes it simple about creation. He makes it simple about purpose in life. And yet we struggle going all through our lives trying to figure out the answer to both of those questions as humanity. I want to challenge you. God gives it to us in the beginning of the Bible so that we can understand it more and build on that foundation all throughout the teaching in the Bible. And so... I want to invite you to join us on the journey to discover what it looks like to know your purpose and to walk it out the purpose that God gives us. Not the purpose that man tells us, but to filter it all through the things of God. I was talking to my, my neighbor yesterday, and we were just talking about the new year. You know, it's January 1, 77 degrees standing outside. And uh, we were just talking about what we were doing. And he'd been working on his house. And, and he was telling me about what he's going to get done. And, and some of his plans he had for the new year, his, his financial plans and, and physical plans, going to start riding the bicycle again. And I, I was talking to him and I said, well, what about your spiritual plans? And he's like, well, you know, I, I've thought of that too. And he started talking about his spiritual plans, and he's kind of between churches. And, of course, I just so happened to invite him to come. I was like, well, hey, we're starting the Bible of the year. Why don't you come? I'll be glad to, you know, And we had that conversation and, and just talk more about spiritual plans for the new year. So I want to ask you this morning, are you making spiritual plans for your new year? What would they be? Could you jot them down? Will you take the challenge to read the Bible from cover to cover with us? If you've never done it before, man, what better time? You're going to have hundreds of people joining you in the journey. We're going to be doing podcasts to talk about what we're learning so you can can engage online. We're trying to engage in any way we can. We're going to have uh, life groups that are going to be dealing with this and teaching and learning and growing in it. We're going to be preaching on Sunday morning. What about your spiritual purpose? Will you fulfill it in 2022? And then what about that love? You're made in the image of God to love. Do you have broken relationships? Let me tell you, life's too short. You don't know when you're going to get that call. You don't know when it's going to be you in your life or a friend. And I would say a life's too short to carry a grudge, hatred, resentment, bitterness. The Lord tells us to walk in forgiveness as Christ did. He tells us to, to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. He even goes so far in Matthew to say that if we don't forgive others, we won't be forgiven by our Father in heaven. I, those are strong words. So I want to ask you this morning, is there someone in your life that you've not forgiven or attempted to ask forgiveness from? Now, I have people ask me this all the time. They say, well, Pastor, what, what if you've gone to that person, and you've forgiven, and you've tried to rebuild that bridge, and they just don't listen, they, they just continue to do the same things, then there's nothing you can do, Okay? Christ never did have a working relationship with the Roman Empire. Christ never had a working relationship with the the Pharisees. But on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even though they didn't want to have a relationship with him, he offered them forgiveness to the very end in love. So who in your life do you need to, to make that phone call to today when you go home. Maybe they won't receive your phone call. Maybe you need to write them a letter. I had somebody share with me a while back that they had a broken relationship with someone that had passed away, and they're like, it still bothers me. I said, then write them a letter. Doesn't matter who you mail it to, but you might just need to write it out and just write out, I love you. I forgive you. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's just the act of getting it out. But I want to ask you, who do you need to show love to? And then last thing, why is there so much evil in the world? Pretty common question I get when I'm talking to people about the Lord. If God loves us so much, then why is there so much pain in the world, right? If God loves us so much, then why are there so many people that are hurting? Why are there people starving to death? Why are there people that are dying of cancer? Why is... COVID uh, traveling throughout the whole world. Why is there a pandemic? If God is, then why? And it was interesting. I heard a preacher preach on something similar at one time. And he said he was talking to this guy, and the guy was asking that question. him and another Christian that question. And the other Christian just said, well, you know, we just don't know the answer to that. That's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And the pastor said, I was, I was taken back. Because God's Word clearly tells us sin entered the world and with it pain and suffering. In Genesis chapter 2, the Lord set Adam and Eve up in a perfect place. I believe it resembles what we'll experience in heaven. They worked the land, but it wasn't work. It uh, It was a blessing. It was a joy to do work. They lived in the land in in harmony with the animals, with all creation. Seems like it was a perfect climate because they were naked all the time. I mean, that's got to be a pretty perfect climate, right? No sin, I guess you don't notice the nakedness until they had sin and then they noticed it. And in that perfection, there was free will. The one tree in the middle of the garden that they were not to eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They probably had to walk by the bacon tree just to get to it. Why would you not stop at the bacon tree and just say that's enough? I don't know. I still believe that there's probably a bacon tree in heaven. Or, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. I, well, probably won't be killing animals, but uh, got to be something that tastes like beef. But anyway, important. Uh, well, here's Genesis two says this, The Lord God placed a man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden. There must have been a bazillion of them, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. First th- Chapter 3, verse 14 and 19 lists out the punishment. The punishment that came to the serpent the deceiver, the punishment that came to the woman, the punishment that came to the man, and the sin brought a fallen world that you and I inherited. Now, it doesn't mean we're victims because we are blessed that we live in a place where we can understand the Word of God, we can be forgiven, and we can choose to walk in righteousness instead of sin. But it does mean we've inherited a broken world, and there is sin, and there is death. But Christ has come to conquer those things. If you will, turn with me to Romans chapter 5. Romans 5, verses 12 to 18. Man, Paul here sums it up so well. He compares Adam with Christ. And as we go through this 52 weeks going through the Bible, as we go through Leviticus and Numbers, we're still going to be looking for the Messiah all through the Old Testament. We're going to still be seeing the plan that God had from day one. Why he took 6,000 years or so, we don't know exactly how many, but why He took that many years before Christ came, not sure. But I trust, I trust that God's plan is always best. And so Romans 5, Paul is going to help them understand Adam and Jesus. He says this, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God, as Adam did, Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who has yet to come. (coughs) Excuse me. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. (coughs) Let me pause there for a minute. Adam was the man that brought sin into the world. Christ was the one that brought reconciliation into the world. Verse 16 sums it up real clear. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, called death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness Brings the right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Isn't that wholesome? Ties it all together from beginning to end. Adam's act of sin brought judgment and condemnation on all mankind. All creation groans even today because of what has happened. But when Christ came, he set us free from the effects of sin. He forgave us and washed us clean and pure and holy. He has made us righteous in the eyes of God. That is a gift. That is something we can celebrate, something we can rejoice in. And I want to ask you today, are you there? Are you in a right relationship with God? When I was visiting with Michael last night, I asked him if he was ready. And he said very clearly, Steve, I'm at peace. I'm ready to go fishing with God. Michael loved to fish. Told me he'd probably be fishing with Peter. Peter loved to fish. He was ready to go fishing with the Lord. I want to ask you, are you ready to go fishing with the Lord? Do you know that you know that you know that you have been set free from the condemnation of sin, through the power of Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to stand with me. Jimmy's going to lead us in a song. And I want to ask, as you're standing there, to either, one, just pray where you're standing and just pray for people who God may be speaking to. Or two, come forward and pray, and pray over these names on the on the stage. I had someone ask me a week or two ago, why are these names on the stage? These are names of loved ones and friends and family members that we're praying to find hope in Christ Jesus. You can come and pray. If you come to my right, maybe you'd like someone to pray over you, to encourage you and strengthen you. To my right, there's some kneelers, and if you come here to pray, someone will pray with you. Maybe you'd like to talk to someone. The prayer room is in the back to my left, and There'll be someone there to pray with you and and counsel and encourage you in any way needed. And then I'm going to be in the front middle, myself and other pastors ready to talk with you. If you'd like to know this victory, maybe you're here at the invitation of a friend. It's a new year. You're just getting out of the house. You're like, you know what? I do want to start the year. and I want to learn more about God. Maybe you got questions about how to walk that out, what that looks like, how to have that freedom in Christ. I'll be down front. Love to talk with you and help you discover that forgiveness and that
0: grace. As Jimmy plays, I invite you to come. Hey, guys, thanks so much for checking us out online today. If you want more information about the church or things that's going on here, be sure to check out therivercc.com or download our app and visit us there. Also, as we go through the Bible this year, we want to help keep you engaged on what's being read and talked about each week. To do that, we have a podcast called The Word This Week, which will recap each week's readings as well as have special guests who will talk about what God showed them that week. So be sure to check that out on all podcast streaming platforms. And again, thanks so much for checking us out online.